Folks, this is Audacity and Love and Life, and I am your host, Sean Matos. Today I wanted to talk about Kelly's obsession with the Philadelphia Phillies player Kyle Schwarber. I'm starting to get a little bit concerned about her obsessive crush on him. <clears throat> I'm hoping that it doesn't lead to a divorce between her and my buddy Trent, but um, I think that she does need to see a therapist about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, you know, I'm going to talk about crushes and obsession because, um, you know, Kelly, uh, Kelly does have this obsession with <laughs> the Philadelphia Phillies Kyle Schwarber. I'm not kidding about it. I'm serious. Like, like, um, so they went to the Phillies game the other night and didn't tell me they were going, even though I said, let's go to a Phillies game together, but that's all right. I understand. No, I'm just playing with you. Um, so anyway, um, Kelly, he does have a wife, and her name is Paige, and they did get married in 2019. So you better look out, okay? And uh, i got to give all the credit to Trent for allowing you to have these little crushes um, that seem to be more on the obsessive, maybe put it on the Medicaid, you know, little medication... Maybe a therapist might help you. I don't know, but um, <clears throat> she went to a Phillies game the other night and tried to scream out to him and, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, so, you know, uh, I forget what she's going to do next, but she something outlandish. I know she said she was going to do something else outlandish. And I got to hand it to you, you know. You know, you know you are in a relationship, a healthy relationship, when you can have these little crushes um and you're married to somebody, and they're like, yeah, okay, honey. Yeah, they're Schwarber, honey. Look, look, they're Schwarber. Oh, my God. Schwarber! Oh, I'm here, Schwarber! <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know. Anyway, you know. And, and that's that's the good thing, is that it's normal to have little crushes and stuff like that, you know. What's not normal is what... Um, you know, Kelly does, but no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's just, uh, you know, slightly obsessively and obsessively in love with uh, Kyle Schwarber for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know, but, um, I'm hoping that, you know, she works through the obsession, um, before it gets to the stalking stage. <laughs> we don't want to hear anything about Trent having to bail her out of jail for something, you know, but, um, yeah, it is very healthy for people to have crushes on, uh, people, um, and not to the extent where, you know, um, they're screaming out their name and trying to get their intention, but just to say, oh, like, you know, like, you know, Angelina Jolie is hot looking, you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like Charlize Theron, I think is awesome, you know, or, you know, certain people, but you know, I just it just made me think about, uh, you know, the the crushes that we have on like movie stars and you know uh, TV stars and stuff like that. You know, um, and the crushes you have while you're in a relationship. I remember um, the girl that I was dating, the Romanian girl. She had a crush on. Ah, uh, God, what was his name? Uh, from the movie, Kim Basinger, Nine and a Half Weeks. And I am brain hemorrhaging right now. 
on his name. God darn, I had it too. Um, anyway. I, I'll think about it. He's he's as old as a dinosaur now. I don't think she has a crush on him anymore. But uh, I don't know if I can look it up on the phone here while I'm recording. I think it cuts me off. Or it will cut me off. Let me see. Uh, please don't cut me off, man. Wanker. I will find out in one second. As long, I think as long as I'm talking, it won't cut me off. But I think it goes... It, it will cut me off if I'm not talking, if that's the way it goes. Uh, Mickey Rourke. There you go. I was able to do that. Yay. Hallelujah. So anyway, yeah, she used to have a crush on Mickey Rourke, you know. So we, we had to watch Nine and a Half Weeks 150 times, you know, or whatever. Um, and I was like, okay, honey, whatever. <laughs> I don't care, you know. Like, people, people, a lot of people got mad at me because I was like, uh, you know, when I found out they were cheating, it was like, you know, not a lot. Not everybody cheated on me, just a couple people. But still, like, they didn't, they were mad at me because I didn't get, like, mad, like, enraged and call them out. Like, I knew they were and I didn't call them out on it and, you know, like, freak out and all that. And I'm like, well, you know, like. I, can't, I don't know you. You could do whatever you want, but I just know that I, you know. I don't want to be with somebody that's cheating on me. So it's, you know, like I didn't say anything because as far as I'm concerned, you know, I love you and care about you, but this ain't a relationship I'm going to last in. So it doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean? Like you can go ahead and do whatever you want. Um, and you know, I'll just move on with my life if, uh, you know, and that's why I'm going to break up with you because, <laughs> and I let it go for a while because I'm waiting to see like how long you're going to do this shit, you know? And I was like, oh, I'll stop because you know, I, I wish you would have told me that you knew. Like, would that have made a difference that you were cheating and lying to me? And if I tell you, oh, I just found out and freaked out, would that make a difference? No. Then you would say that I'm fucking, un, you know, unbalanced and everything and I'm crazy because I'm going off of you. I'm not going to do that. You, I don't own anybody. Like, when I'm with somebody... They can do whatever. They can have a hundred crushes. I don't care. Like, they can... Whatever. That's on you. That's on you. You know, I know I don't want to be with somebody that's cheating in line. I'd rather have them have a crush and tell me, you know, let's go see a movie a hundred times because I like Mickey Rourke. Okay, honey, let's go. I don't care. You know what I mean? If that's if that's what you like, then okay. You know. Um, you know, if I find Mickey Rourke and you in bed, that might be another... <laughs> that might be a different story. So, yeah, but I, I love the fact that, that my friend Trent and Kelly just love uh, each other so much and are so secure with their relationship that, it you know, it's just okay. Like, he'll even point, her, point you know, Schwarber out. Like, there's Schwarber, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know. So, uh, her and I were uh, making some jokes the other day about, uh, what was it? Yeah, I think it was, what was it, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night. <laughs> but, uh... What did she say? Hold on a second. Because <laughs> she said... Uh, wait a minute. I'm his true love. He just don't know it yet. <laughs> I was like, oh my lord, have mercy on her. <laughs> you know? But, uh, look, I'm Charlize Theron's true love, but she don't know it yet either. And God knows how many other... Uh, crushes I had. Let me see. I got a list, I think, of uh, 
All, all the crushes. First of all, my first crush was my kindergarten teacher at like five years old, Miss Massey. So I was really crushed when I found out she was married, you know. Um, but, you know, when when I was young, you know, they didn't have too many TV shows out and movies out like they do today, you know. And so we didn't have a big selection like they do today on having a crush on a famous actor or actress or you know, TV star or whatever. But, um, I could tell you that I, I, I admired guys. I always thought, Oh my God, he's gorgeous, whatever. But I never like had a crush on them, you know, like, Oh my God, like always women, always women, you know? So let me, I'm going to go through a list of the crushes that I've had in my life. And they probably lasted 5.10 seconds or whatever. <laughs> You know, but, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's like, that's just real healthy crushes kind of a thing. It's not, you know, you know, 30 years later, I'm still having a crush on this movie star. You know, <laughs> I got to buy every magazine with them and watch every movie and TV. No, I'm not like that, you know. So anyway, let's go through Marilyn Monroe, uh, Marilyn Monroe. God, I, you know what? I got to slow down because... You would think I'm on friggin' speed or something. Marilyn Monroe, Grace Kelly, uh, Jane Seymour, Jacqueline Bissett, Jessica Chastain, Anne Margaret, Natalie Wood, Audrey Hepburn, Ursula Andress, Julie Christie, Catherine Ross, Catherine Duneau, Jean Tierney, Meryl Streep, Angelina Jolie, Charlize Theron, I do, I do like, I still crush on Charlize Theron a little. Cheryl Ladd, Margot Robbie, I still crush on Margot. Dakota Johnson, I still crush on Dakota. But it's recent crush, so it's not really uh, a long-term crush. Who else? Ava Longoria, I think she's, Alyssa Milano from Charmed, watching Charmed all the time. I don't watch it now that, that much. Uh, what did I say? Linda Carter from Wonder Woman. Hedy Lamar. Sharon Stone, Kim Basinger, Ashley Judd, Haley Berry, Gal Gadot, Salma Hayek, Blake Lively, Rachel McAdams, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Emily Blunt, who else? Demi Moore, Fandy Newton. I know I'm missing some people. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. But anyway, but those are those are my crushes that I've had. You know, um, and obviously, uh, none of them are crushing on me. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so friggin' silly. I swear to God, I don't need to smoke pot at all. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I don't, I don't need to do any. I think it's residuals from all the time that I got high from the time that I was, <clears throat> you know, I started at like 11 years old. And, um, if I wasn't drinking, I was getting high. So, you know, um, I did stop when I went into the military and then, uh, when I got out of the military, I started again. Uh, so yeah. So, you know, from 10 to 20, what was it? 20, 19, 20, I think 20 is when I went into the military and I came, came out of basic and everything. I was 21. I skipped my whole fucking birthday. I didn't even remember my birthday. My 21st birthday was in the military. That sucked. 
And you don't even remember because you're getting up for Beverly, you're friggin' doing dorm duty, you know, you're you're doing schooling and this and marching and, you know, like, it sucked because um, I had to go to Rantoul, Illinois. Cham- it's Champaign, Illinois. It's like uh, about 16 miles out of Champaign, Illinois. And um, in the middle of winter with no liner in my field jacket, so it was like wearing a spring jacket. And having to march in the straight up wind with no field, no building buildings to block the wind. And the wind up there in Illinois is a killer. That's why they call Chicago the Windy City. And let me tell you something. It was... I had strep throat, actually. And they don't give a shit. Like, I had 104 fever, strep throat. And it was like, march. You know, march to school. Two miles. We had to march from the barracks to our school. Two miles. And then, if you needed to go back to the dorm or the, you know, the medic or anybody, you had to march two miles back. I was sick as a dog, marched to school, had to march to the medic, then march, they wanted me to march to school, and I went back to the barracks and went to bed. (laughs) And then two MPs came to the door, like, what the fuck are you doing? You get your ass up. And, you know, put your uniform on. You have to march back to school. You can't be like, you know, you got to keep going. You can't you can't have a day off for nothing because you're sick. Um, so I had to march back to the school and then march back to the barracks. You know, that, that in that one day that I had strep throat with 104 fever, they did not give a shit about me. And that's probably why my voice is more like a guy. Because, you know, like, you're supposed to take care of yourself when, especially when you have strep throat and stuff like that, you know. Um, yeah, so that, that sucked. With, with no liner in my jacket, so it was, a, you know, I was wearing a spring jacket in the middle of winter with all this snow and the wind and everything else. Um, so that, and then my, my liner came in in April and two weeks before I was leaving and then and the weather was beautiful. <laughs> Thanks a fucking lot. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> at the end of the day, um I don't I don't know where my, my I, I totally missed my twenty first birthday. I I didn't have any crushes um during the time I was in the military <laughs> because I was too busy <laughs> living life, you know. But, you know, as, your ki- as a kid, you're growing up, and even as an adult, you look, and you're like, wow, she's hot, you know, she's good looking, whatever. And that's pretty much the extent of it for me, you know, because in reality, you're, none of us are, are going to end up with our crush, not even you, Kelly, you're not going to end up with whoever, I'm, I'm just going to break it to you now, that, um, so this way you don't get into this deep depression about not ending up with Schwarber, he's never going to realize you're the love of his life, like, uh... Anybody else that I was interested in is never going to realize I'm the love of their life. <laughs> so, like I talked, like we, like we talked about it, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, um, I wanted, I just wanted to talk about that. You know, it's funny how people want to, like, I'm always like a good vibe, good energy person, and the only way that I get pulled down is by en- other people's energy. And what other people are doing to me or saying to me. Or what I, like like I said, watching the news is, is horrific to me anymore. 
and it really does affect me uh my mood and everything i really have to like get my head on straight as to why the hell we have such a shitty ass world we're living in you know and i and i have to concentrate on good vibes good people good energy you know and like somebody just asked me um you know why i left the casino job and you know i told him i said you know to be honest, the the energy pulled me down. It like sucked the life out of me. It was such bad energy, and it may not have been um, maybe the whole casino, but it certainly was in that department. And it certainly I did feel it in the hallways um, with people. And I can't, I cannot be in that atmosphere. I can't because I'm uh, I'm an empath, and it sucks the life out of me. It really does drain me. So I have to be around people that have good energy and good vibes. And one of the reasons why I let go of some of the people that were friends of mine is because every time I was around them, they drained the fucking life out of me. And it's not fair to me. Like, I, I, I you know, it's good for them because I'm doing things for them to help make their life easier or whatever. But their shit, their problems, you know, they're always got negative, negative, negative all the time. I mean, we all have negative shit happening in our life. We do. That's just the given, you know. And usually it's because of other people that bring it to us. It's not normally, usually our fault. Sometimes it is. And, you know, you just got to deal with it. And that's where you fix, your, fix yourself and you check yourself. Like I said, I check myself all the time, you know. But typically, I, you know... I'm a good energy person. Like I jump out of bed. I, you know, I take care of my dogs. I'm, you know, I turn on the news and sometimes I don't even turn on the news anymore. Cause it's like, what the fuck happened today? It's it's horrible, you know? Um, and, and that's the reality of life too, is that we have to deal with this bad energy, this negativity in this world, because we are now here again, one dead, two injured in Miami beach just now. Seven dead, you know, from uh, the migrants being run over by some wackadoodle. And, you know, the whatever happened in Allen, uh, Texas with these this guy showing up and just randomly shooting people. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people today? You know, and that's why we have to try and remain in good energy and be good to each other and be kind to each other. You know, because it's so fucking important. It, now we need to do it more than ever. Because everything's going to shit right now, you know, um, and and we gotta, you know, we gotta keep our heads above water, man, you know, because we're drowning in the minutia in this world. I'm telling you, um, so that's why you know people want to know why I listen to music all the time because that that's the good energy I'm getting, you know. I'm listening to music because it gives me good energy um, and good vibes. And, I, you know, it balances me, especially if I'm going into an atmosphere where there's negative uh, people there or whatever. It's a negative atmosphere or whatever, you know. So it's, you know, it's just we all got to kind of remain like in your character and integrity and, and be a decent human being because it's so much important now than ever um, that we do so. Um, and, and quite frankly, there's so many people in this world now that are suffering from PTSD. Um, you know, all these people now, within the, the last couple of days, with everything that's happened to them, you know, uh, people are, not only the people that have lost 
their lives, you know, and the family that surround them and the friends that surround them, that the people that have witnessed these horrific scenes of violence, you know, that that's forever going to be embedded in their head. That's forever going to be, now I'm afraid to go to the mall or whatever, you know. Like I told you about my ex-girlfriend. She had an incident uh, with a railroad track thing, and her car broke down on a railroad track, and they almost got killed. And ever since then, she had this anxiety about going over railroad tracks and bridges and stuff like that. And I would hold her hand knowing we were coming up to a railroad track and be like, it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay, because I knew her anxiety was going to go through the roof. And, I, you know, I calmed her before we, you know, met the tracks and stuff like that, because, and, you know, like... We have so many people now, so many children that are damaged by witnessing this stuff, let alone being injured and shot and stuff. It's, it's, it's a shame. You know, and we do have to do something with the gun laws. Nobody's trying to take guns away from uh, people that can have them because they have, uh, you know, decent mental health and stuff like that. It's, you know, gun, gun, laws are, gun laws are about taking them away or restricting people that don't... Um, have, you know, that don't have medication, they're, that are not following through on their mental health problems, you know, um, <clears throat> that have a violent background, stuff like that, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I would say I'm a gun advocate, but only for the people that I think can handle having guns, you know, nobody's ever, with all these years that we've been complaining about, you know, changing the gun laws. No one's ever said we're going to take everybody's gun from everybody in this country. No one's ever said that. No, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But we got to restrict the guns from people that have mental health issues that are not being taken care of or that, you know, are, are just too dangerous and violent. And most of these people, you know, have a history of mental health issues or you know, a hate background or discriminatory background or whatever. I mean, come on, you know, that's, it's ridiculous that, you know, uh, people keep crying, like, you're not going to take my gun. And how many guns do you need? Like, I know people that have like 30 guns. Like, what the fuck are you starting a war? How many guns do you need? You only need one to protect yourself. As a matter of fact, I was watching the news today where this detective, he goes, I'm a gun advocate myself, but I don't, how many guns do I need in my house? I only need one gun, one bullet, you know, two bullets can kill somebody, you know what I mean? Like, so how many, how many guns do you need? You don't need an AR-15, you're not going to war, you know, so at the end of the day, it's a shame that, you know, we all want to, we all want to have our guns and everything like that, but, um, how many guns do you really need? And can I just say, you're locking them in a safe where you have to say, okay, uh, turn right seven times to zero, turn left. By the time you fucking do all that shit to get the gun, load the gun, everything else, you've been dead three times over. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's better to have one gun safely somewhere where you can reach it uh, than to have, you know, three gun closets and, full of guns and you can't even get to them when you need them anyway. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's guns are not more important than lives. That's it, you know. Guns are just not important in people's lives, you know, and at the end of the day, they just need to be restricted from the people that can't handle the responsibility of having a gun or can't handle it because they have mental health issues or whatever, and they're going to take their shit out on other innocent people. It's just wrong, you know. You can have your gun. I like going shooting. I like a gun range. I don't have a gun. I don't need one. I've always handled things, you know, a good way. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, 
My neighbor calls me. She gets on my nerves a lot because, you know, some people you're just sorry that you gave them your fucking phone number. And I am sorry I gave her my fucking phone number. But in a way, it always works out because um, she calls me every time she has an animal pet, you know, an animal problem that she thinks somebody's neglecting an animal and whatever. But she never has the balls to say something herself. She always calls me to intervene and be the one that says to the owner or calls animal control or whatever. And I hate that. And this is why I hate, I, she gets on my nerves and it's really not the animal stuff. Cause I love sticking up for animals next door to them was a lady in a wheelchair and her husband was beating the shit out of her in a wheelchair. Now I said, what are you talking about? Did you call the cops? Oh no, I don't want to get involved. What are you fucking talking about? This woman is in a wheelchair, helpless. She's getting beat by her husband. You can hear it because you're right next door and you you don't want to get involved? What if he murdered her? Oh, I don't, you know, I just don't want to get involved, you know, because... And I'm, are you... I, so that fucking pissed me off right there. You know, I said, do me a favor. The, and that's how she got my phone number. I said, do me a favor. Next time you hear him beating the shit out of her, call me. Because I'll fucking call the cops. And I'll go down there and I'll say something to him. You know? Um, so that's how she got my phone number. And now it's been every time she has some stupid problem with her neighbors or, you know, an animal problem or whatever, she calls me. Because she doesn't have the balls. And, by the way, she had a 30-year-old son living with her. And he said the same thing. Well, I don't want to get involved in whatever thing. But then he came to me one day. I was walking the dogs and says, oh, that piece of shit next door. I called the cops on him because he had his music too loud and it really pissed me off. And we were, we were, we had words. And I, uh, uh, I was like, what? You called the cops because he had his music too loud, but you didn't call the cops when his, he was beating the shit out of his wife in a wheelchair. Uh, that, that just disturbs the fuck out of me. Really, dude. Like, really? Don't even talk to me, you know? So, um, so anyway, she called the, she, she called me, I was in Ocean City, telling me about these people that have some pit bulls, and that they were out in the sun in these cages, and I know them, and I know they had problems with the police and everything, and I know how they're going to react if the cops or the animal control comes, there's going to be 10 police cars over there, or whatever, so I said, look, don't call animal control yet. Don't call the police. Let me go talk to them. They know me. They like me. I will go talk to them. Um, and I went and I talked to them. And, you know, they wanted to know who she was. I said, look, I just got a phone call from one of the people. And they just wanted, you know, they were going to call animal control. So I'm just trying to keep, prevent you from having to go through the problem with the cops and the animal patrol by moving the dogs out of the crates and moving them in the shade. And I'll even help you. So I ended up helping them or whatever. But it could have turned to real shit if she had called the cops, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like I try and not deal with people on any kind of aggressive, violent level because it's not worth it. That's why I don't want a gun. Because most people will go right for their gun to handle shit. And that's what's happening today, you know. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I studied criminal, criminal psychopathology. It, it doesn't take anything for, but a minute for somebody to flip a switch in her head 
And all of a sudden now, they're a murderer where they were the best person you could ever meet in your entire life. You know, but if people are going through shit or whatever, you know, and they have access to weapons, they're going to revert to a weapon. Look, I have, uh, I have a baseball bat. I have, uh, what is it? Hornet spray. And I have a taser and I have a knife. So, you know, I have a, I have a system that if anybody comes over here, this is what's going to happen to them with these weapons. You know what I mean? And, and so don't cross my threshold and you'll be okay. Um, otherwise I'm going to go off bat shit on you and you're going to be in my house and it's going to be self-defense, <laughs> but I'm not going to be looking for the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, um, obviously you want to do whatever you want to do to protect yourself, your home, your property, your, your loved ones, you know, even your pets. Like I said, I will die for my pets. I will die for anybody that I love and care about. I will die for my wife, lover, partner, or whatever, you know. Um, and I will die for animals. Not just me, my animals, but if I have to put myself between somebody that's doing harm to an animal or another person, then I will step in and I'll jump in front of the gun. I don't care, you know. We're all going to die anyway. I'd rather die that way than die, you know, just like fucking standing there and then regretting what I could have done, should have done later on. As far as I'm concerned, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be no hero, but at the same time, I'm not trying to see somebody get killed and I didn't do anything to help them, you know. So at the end of the day, um, just be healthy with your crushes, you know, be careful with your guns. Be kind to each other. Try and spread some good vibes and good energy out in the world, especially now that we need it the most uh, with everything that's going on. Be kind to each other. And believe me, I can be an asshole just like everybody else. We all have bad days or bad moments and stuff like that. But if you check yourself and try and do better you know, later and whatever, you know, I'm all for, you know, like apologizing to people and, you know, and saying I'm sorry, I, you know, it's not going to kill me. I just don't have that much pride in me to worry about that. You know, I'd rather say I'm sorry and, you know, and, uh, you know, move on in a better, better way with people. But, uh, and I'm not sorry about telling you about Kelly's crush because I really think it's a concern that everybody should have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So we are going to go to the Phillies game, man. In like a bunch of us, hopefully, waiting for somebody to get better. Um, and uh, and it is the it, it's that time of season for the bonfires and the party at the barn bar, the barn, the barn bar, yeah, the barn bar. That's it. <laughs> uh, this summer and everything. So you know, um, pina coladas, the whole thing. Gonna have a good time, um, and and there's gonna be extra people coming, I'm sure. The crowd keeps growing, you know. It's friend, friends of mine used to have a pig roast every year right on Park Park Avenue, and uh, she actually she owns the pool place over on the Boulevard and uh, Sherman Avenue. And let me tell you, years, 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 years ago, it started out with like 25 people, then it was 50, then it was 100, yeah, then it was. 200 300 as the years went on then it's a thousand and it's crazy and you know everybody from town the cops friends whatever would go and 
it was an awesome pig roast with a lot of uh, people, talent show, the whole thing. And it just got out of hand, you know. So I was talking to her. I stopped by uh, and talked to her and her sister. I've known them since we were kids, basically. And uh, she said she's probably going to start it up again uh, soon. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see whether or not she's still throwing it around in her head, whether or not it's going to be a good idea or not. But, um, But yeah, if you guys party in the summer, just remember, be careful, man. You know, because... At the end of the day, you know, we all want to party and have a good time, but we all got to be responsible, too. And, uh, you know, my friend is still healing. All our friends, not my, you know, just a friend of ours is still healing up. Um, I don't know if she's out of the hospital yet or not, but uh, from the last time we went out, you know. And uh, it's a shame that... You know, we all have to go through shit in life and sometimes to wake us up or whatever, you know. It's all a journey, you know, so I'm just uh, talking shit right now. I need to have a glass of wine and chill the hell out. But I had a good day. I don't know if you guys hit the Ocean City uh, Spring Festival, but it was awesome yesterday. And uh, I went out to, uh, what was it, Collings Lake. You know, there was... We used to ride our ATVs out there years ago. So I went out there because hopefully we'll be able to ride ATVs out there because there's there's a shit of, there were so there's so many ATVs out today. I was surprised. Um but I shouldn't be. <laughs> but you know. But um anyway, that's a good area to go ATV riding. Um so hopefully we'll be able to go out there and spend a day out there uh like the old days or whatever. And uh, then I went to Hamilton and stuff like that. But I'm not telling you my business. I ain't telling shit, man. Nobody really knows the real me. I'm I'm like uh, fucking uh, Superman. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm like Spider-Man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Y'all don't know the real me. <laughs> no. So anyway, see how it gets. I don't need to smoke pot because I have all that residual still in my body and I'm silly as fucking hell. But keep the good energy, good vibes going in this world, and be be fucking, like, chill with people, you know, and just be there for people. Like, a lot of people need support through these bad times, you know. I'm going through that, uh, what is it called? Because I always screw it up. Dark Night of the Soul, which I will do an episode on, episode on that. I'm not going to do, like, coercive control. I really want to stay away from negative shit. I really, I, I went through enough negative shit. I, I could tell you guys stories, and I have told you stories about negative stuff. But, you know, when when I tell, when you go backwards and start telling stories about things that have happened to you, and, and negative people, and their negative energy, and their negative vibes, and their lies, and, you know, it brings you back to that bad energy. And I, I don't want to keep going back to that bad energy. It's not who I am. You know, that's who they are. It's not who I am. And I don't want it, like, to be a part of my life. And I could do podcasts on the horrible, horrible things that I went through or the horrible, horrible things that everybody's going through. It is a reality, yes. And But in, 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 in a sense, we have to remain positive because, excuse me, if we continue to allow and absorb all this negative energy, it's, it brings us down. You know, 
And we need to support each other and lift each other up. And that's what I want to do. I don't want this podcast to be about people that don't serve me, that, you know, weren't good for me or wouldn't, weren't good for other people and all the horrible shit, whatever they did, they did it. That's on them. And, you know, and, you know, it was a lesson I had to learn or lessons I had to learn. And, and the biggest lesson is to, to be, uh, to try and remain and maintain within your character and integrity and, you know, keep the love flowing, keep, you know, keep being real and learn from everything that happens to you, good and bad. And, and, you know, support each other and, and just, just try and maintain good energy, good vibes, you know, cause that's the healthiest thing to do. And, and I know it's hard. Believe me, it's rough. There's some days I'm like, fuck, when you wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck this. I mean, thank God my dogs, my dogs give me, they're my alarm clock, but they also give me uh, some days, you know, like when I don't feel like doing a damn thing, they give me the motivation to get the hell out of bed, start moving, you know, do things, whatever. And then there's days I can chill out. You know, hang out in a recliner with them and cuddle and read and, you know, watch YouTube videos or listen to music or just nap out a little bit and whatever, you know. Though you can vegetate. It's it's actually legal to vegetate once in a while and stuff, you know, or <clears throat> you know, smoke a joint or whatever. You don't have to be stoned twenty four seven. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> but you can do whatever you want, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but uh yeah. So anyway. Um, stay within your healthy crush's boundaries too. So, um, I will be talking to Kelly about her crush situation just to make sure she maintains, uh, you know, stays within her boundaries. Cause I don't want to see her on CBS or CNN or anything like that <laughs> before the end of the summer. <laughs> All right, man, you guys have a good day. I'll talk to you later.